0: for a few minutes from the simple subject victory. Victory. Time and times bring about change. And a reality of change for many of us is that we tend to look back with great fondness for what is now behind us more than we look ahead with great anticipation for what is before us. This is especially true when we're dissatisfied with the present and the future appears to be bleak. Such is the case for many today. Many are dissatisfied with their present And their future doesn't appear to hold much promise. The combination of marginalization for the poor and people of color, divisive politics on all levels, troubled and ineffective schools, and high levels of crime and violence in poor African-American neighborhoods is surely enough to leave us dissatisfied with our present. Not only is this true regarding secular things, but this is also true regarding spiritual things. Just as we are biochemically interconnected such that physical problems can affect emotional well-being. We are also spiritually interconnected. Family problems, breakdowns in personal relationships, the physical and emotional toll of chronic and progressive illness, the mounting everyday stress of just trying to make it through another day these things can have a devastating impact on our spiritual development. Given these realities, it's understandable that we might look back on better times to enjoy a brief respite from present problems and frustrations about the future. But ultimately, this is not helpful. In fact, it can be detrimental to our need to maintain motivation and enthusiasm. As we move to the midpoint of 2019, many who were hopeful about things in January have shrunk from the challenges of tomorrow and are seeking comfort in the edited memories of yesterday. This is one of those areas where Satan will attack and find success if we are not careful. He will try to drain us of our spiritual vitality by causing us to discount the joy that is ours in our daily walk with Jesus. See, the hymn writer has declared that every day with Jesus is sweeter than the day before. And I believe that is true. But if we are to walk in the positive power of that proclamation, if we are to enjoy victory in 2019, we must look beyond present disappointments and move beyond negative attitudes that suggest that there's no use in striving to make it to the top. Consider Paul's words in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 24 through 27. They help us gain some helpful insight into how to be victorious in Christ. He says, you've all been to the stadium. You've seen the athletes race. Everyone runs but one wins run to win all good athletes train hard they do it for a gold medal that tarnishes and fades you're after one that's gold eternally i don't know about you but i'm running hard for the finish line i'm giving it everything i've got no sloppy living for me. I'm staying alert and in top condition. I'm not going to get caught napping, telling everyone else all about it, and then missing out myself. Much of Paul's analogy here deals with distance running, what we call today marathon. But did you know where the term marathon comes from? The Battle of Marathon was fought in 490 BC when Darius of Persia launched an attack on Athens. The Athenians were severely outnumbered, but they caught the Persians by surprise by running the full length of the plain and catching them unprepared. Because of the suddenness of the attack, the Persians broke ranks and fled back to their ships. When the Athenians won, they wanted to send word back to those who were at home so that they could prepare for the Persian fleet coming to attack by sea. So the Athenian general sent his best runner, a man named Pheidippides, to run back to Athens. Pheidippides ran the whole way from Marathon to Athens, about 26 miles. It took great training and discipline to cover the distance. But Pheidippides had a goal in mind, and he was determined to reach it. When he arrived at Athens, he was completely exhausted. He could hardly speak, but he was able to say one word, and that word was victory. Shiloh, our goal today is to run. Like Our goal is to run like Paul. And we should have a singular goal in mind. And that goal is victory. Now, how do we achieve that? First, Paul says that you have to run to win. Paul says, You've all been to the stadium. You've seen the athletes race. Everyone runs, but only one wins. And then he adds this emphatic word, as you run, run to win. Paul says that the prize for the athletes was something that fades and loses its luster. But for him, the prize gains more value every day. Paul's prize was the sense of delight that he received from knowing that he was being used by God. His prize was knowing that he had used all of his energy and talents and gifts for the good of Christ's kingdom. This is what Paul lived for. It was his singular focus. He said in the second chapter of this letter, I decided that I would know nothing while I was with you except Jesus and him crucified. And he described the intensity of his effort in Philippians chapter three. When he said, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press toward the mark of the prize of the high call of God, which is in Christ Jesus. Church, as we run our race, we too must strive for the prize. Not a prize of worldly riches. Not a prize of worldly power or fame. But a prize that will bear a powerful message to all who see it. Victory in Jesus symbolizes the power of Christ to overcome those things that seek to defeat us. And the things that usually prove most difficult are the things that bring about suffering. That's where our second point comes in. Paul adds this about obtaining victory. Run through the pain. Paul says prior to the competition, Everyone who competes goes into strict training. And the word compete literally means agony. It helps us to appreciate the tremendous effort that must be put forth in order to achieve victory. Church, we have to run through the pain if we're going to achieve spiritual victory, we have to run through the pain to love others as Jesus has loved us. We have to run through the pain to bless those who curse us and do good to those who hate us and pray for those who use us and persecute us. But if we are to claim spiritual victory, then we must be willing to run through the pain. Joseph was sold by his brothers into slavery, but he ran through the pain. Jeremiah was left to die In a broken cistern. But he ran through the pain. Ruth had to leave her home. And everything that was familiar to her. But she ran through the pain. Job lost everything he had. But he ran through the pain. And just like them. Sometimes life is painful for us. Sometimes the way gets dark and the load gets heavy. Sometimes those that you've done the most for are the ones that hurt you the most. But in those tough times, Paul's word to us, is run through the pain well paul how do we do that and paul's response is run in faith he says i'm not running aimlessly i'm not running just to run but i'm running hard for the finish line. I'm giving it everything I've got. I'm keeping myself in top spiritual condition. I'm not going to get caught napping, telling everybody else about Jesus, and then missing out myself. But I'm going to run in faith. Faith in who? And Paul says, faith in Jesus. I hear him say to the church at Rome, with God on our side, how can we lose if God didn't hesitate to put everything on the line for us? Embracing our condition. And exposing himself to the worst by sending his own son. Is there anything that he wouldn't gladly do for us? And who would dare tangle with God. By messing with one of his own. Who would dare even point a finger. The one who died for us and who was raised to life for us is in the presence of God right now making intercession for us. So who do you think is going to drive a wedge between us and God? I don't think anything can do that. Trouble can't do it. Hard times can't do it. Hatred can't do it. Hunger can't do it. Homelessness can't do it. Bullying can't do it. Backstabbing can't do it. None of this phases us because I'm convinced that there is nothing that can separate me from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. Our church that's a testimony of faith and I wanna run like Paul Ray. I wanna run in faith and I want to run with Jesus I've lived long enough to know that it's dangerous to try to run by yourself if you run too fast you may fool yourself into believing that you're winning because of you if you run too slow then you may find that you fall too far behind. But if you run with your hand in God's hand, you're going to run a smooth and steady race. Storms may rise, winds may blow, lightning may flash. Thunder may roll, but if you keep your hand in God's hand, you will be all right. His hands are safe hands, His hands are strong hands, His hands are away making hands his hands a door opening hands his hands keep food on the table his hands keep clothes on your back his hands keep a roof over your head his hands make your enemies behave keep your hand in his hand And at the end of the journey, you'll be able to cry victory, 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 victory. The battle is fought. The victory is won. Victory,
1: victory. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm an overcomer. Not because of me, but because I've learned to keep my hand in the Lord's hand. He walks with me, He talks with me, He tells me uh, I am His own the joy we share as we tarry there, none other, none other, none other has ever known victory is mine, victory is mine, you can't take it, you can't stop it, he gave
1: it to me, victory, 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 victory. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Yeah. Choir is going to sing a hymn.
2: Because the Lord is my shepherd. That's why I'm safe That's why I'm safe That's why I'm why I'm safe that's why I'm